astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. It's the Monday after Wild uh, Weekend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so today we are going to be talking about Capricorn season. Mm-hmm. So just, let's get sane. Let's, let's get <laughs> sane. Let's get out of that crazy Jupiter energy, Sagittarius. Yeah. So we've been in this energy already for almost a week. But just with the way that everything fell, we covered the winter solstice last year, um, last week. And here we are going to talk about Capricorn season. Uh, before we get into this, we should also mention that Venus just went retrograde. Um, right? Or yeah, it, think, like, it's been some time technically already, but yeah, it's been retrograde now for a bit. Um, and, you know, something that maybe we should uh, suggest that we kind of, I just put it together the other day when I was working on the chart, is that Venus is retrograding over those sensitive COVID degrees. Right, and that that was very astute of you to catch that, the idea that Saturn squared Pluto, they conjuncted, Saturn and Pluto conjuncted, yep. way mm-hmm. back in January of 2020, way back. It seems like a couple lifetimes ago. but yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was major. I mean, that doesn't occur with every 35, 37 years yeah. part. It's a big deal. It's a reset. Yeah. And it's in Capricorn, which we knew is all about power and structure. Mm-hmm. And then we had the COVID come and everything got shut down. You know, all of our systems or many, most of our, a lot of our systems in our culture got shut down. Yeah. Well, and even if you study 2020, and again, there's some things kind of blending now because I don't remember if it was Mars or if it was Jupiter that we were following. That every time that Mars or Jupiter hit the, those degrees that Pluto and Saturn made that mm-hmm. conjunction at, we were seeing those spikes in COVID. So you mm-hmm. could almost lay mm-hmm. the astrology timeline over the like the peak graphs right. and see where the peaks were coming in. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, just two years out, we do think that these um, degrees are still really sensitive. And, and just that stop there, because that's such a huge thought. It's something I practiced astrology for decades, decades, not understanding this. Right. That think of that Pluto Saturn conjunction, that it electrified that degree. Right. Think of it that way. That that degree that happened at in the uh, around 22 degrees Capricorn, 21, 22 Capricorn. Think of that that those dates as being really sensitive. It's like if I if I really you know hit your arm, you know, punched mm-hmm. you in the, your shoulder, so to speak. Yeah. And, oh, my, you know, even a couple of days later, you might go, Mom, I still feel that. It's still there, you know. Not that I would ever hit you. Yeah. Right. But <laughs> right. the idea is just as an example that, you know, sometimes the pain lingers or it only hurts when I press on it now. Well, that's the same idea that an energy has been, degree has been electrified. So anything going retrograde, hitting it, and then again, coming back and again, hitting it again. again and then coming back for the third time, it accentuates and it brings back like an echo 
of the pain. Well, yeah, because I think we were very optimistic about Jupiter moving into Pisces. We yes, were thinking, we were, oh which is gosh. coming right up. Th- like this last time we saw Jupiter in Pisces, it was like a three-month window of masks were off. Everything was back to normal. It was kind of very dreamy, very mm-hmm. everything's well and Yeah, that perfect. was on May of 2021, April, May, June, right? There yep. was a lot of optimism. Yep, and so I was really excited with it coming back, thinking, okay, this is... This is it. We're in the clear. And obviously we've seen the news headlines coming out. There's a new variant and cases are up. And I'm thinking, how is this possible? What is going on? You know, because we're, I was just looking at, oh, the big thing, Jupiter is moving back into Pisces, not realizing, oh my gosh, here's Venus retrograding over those points again. Yeah. So it's still possible that uh, Jupiter and Pisces will still be the savior. Yes. But I think we need to get through this January 5th date of Venus retrograding over these sensitive points. Yeah, so I and I I work on the basis that even as the energy is approaching those sensitive points, the issues become apparent. Right. So here's Venus retrograde. Technically, is it hitting these sensitive points not till December 31st through January 5th? But we're already in route. We're today's the 27th, so yeah. we're very close. We're we're feeling it already, um, and so it's going to hit retrograde. Yeah, I just continued reading my notes. I take that back what I said about January 5th. Oh, yeah. And then again, the, the last week of time. February of 2022, it's going to go back. But it's going to be direct, which generally is not the bigger deal. True. It's the retrograde, because retrograde is like grinding past something. True. It's been past it. Now it's coming back over it again. So it's like unexpected. Oh, didn't expect to see you here again. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, I think that that's a that's a teaching moment. Mm-hmm. What we just talked about that, and again, you if you get a, your chops up enough in astrology to understand, oh, what is a big deal? What is a sensitive degree? Yeah. When big things happen in the chart, in the in the skies, let's say the alignment of the planets. When mm-hmm. big things happen, what degree is that happening at? And then remember, there's like an echo coming off of it for years it. to come. I think, and that's what we talked about a couple episodes ago about that Saturn Uranus energy that, you know, we just had that last hit here, uh, December 24th. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, okay, it's over. And then I was like, well, let's just track Mars and see when is Mars going to hit that degree yeah. that it's happening at. Right. And so we have one more hit of that real technically then, um, in the beginning of 2022. So that's our lesson for the day. Right. <laughs> we entered an astrology lesson. Be aware of a degree that's been highly sensitized and then look for the follow-up of other planets, definitely retrograding over it, but even the, you know, like Saturn hitting that point again, or which it won't, not here in the near no. future. No. Uh, so um, uh, look for that next clue. Yeah. Okay, well, let's change gears and start talking about Capricorn season. So uh, like I said, we're almost a week already into this energy. Um, it'll run through January 19th. And uh, we're moving into a cardinal uh element and i think again i feel like you guys have heard me say this so many times i don't know if it's needed to say again but when we look at the holidays it's a great way to start assessing what do the holidays feel like and how does that reflect in the zodiac sign so we're out of that fun overabundant sagittarius energy and now we're in a more serious sign Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well there can be a little panic even with people that you know last minute shoppers which we've already we're looking would be past that point now but i mean you know think about how you know serious people got about 
yeah, the 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, as that Capricorn season is opening, you might have thought, oh, I'm good. I'm good. And now we go into panic mode. Oh, Mm. we didn't get the matching pajamas. Oh, now what does the schedule look like for Christmas? Um, if that's what you celebrate that, that we get more into the details and the structure of the actual event and we kind of move out of that. Oh, fun. Just swipe the credit card. (laughs) Right. right. The bills could even start showing up as we move into that that season. It's just a little more sobering. It's, we're definitely under sobering energy. And I think uh, some of us probably love it more than others. Yeah. Some could find it a little depressive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we want to talk about that. What about let's talk about their temperament. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Capricorns are, are generally considered, if we're going to call somebody a workaholic, my first guess, you know, just totally off the cuff would be, oh, are you a Capricorn? Mm-hmm. If someone, you know, because they have a tendency because they're so dutiful in right. what they do. And it's not that they are CEO necessarily. It's just they take what they do quite seriously. Yep. It's like someone who takes great care, wants to do it the absolute right way, maybe the p- most perfect way. So that's something to consider if you have a Capricorn child. Right. The idea of rushing them through something, you know, they could be quite irritated by that. Right. Um, we have a note in here that says that they're general, generally calm, that they don't get angry easily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a 29-degree Capricorn rising. Mm-hmm. I don't think of myself as getting angry easily, that's for sure. Right. But I do find that when I do get upset, it's on this big principle thing that no one else is relating to. So I find <laughs> okay. other people don't jive with me or don't understand why, you know, what is, well, what, why would that, how'd that set her off? Okay. okay. <laughs> Um, Capricorns always want to improve things. So, I mean, I know you talked about like the idea that they might want to go slower because they want to, you know, make sure that, uh, they do it correctly, that they do it in the best way possible. Uh, but they could also be the type of person that comes in and you show them something and then they're already talking about, oh, next time you could do this. You know what? And I hope, I hope that I didn't do that to you growing <laughs> up. But I can tell you that my dad, no matter what the report card was, which I was pretty much a B student. I got occasional A and, you know, a couple of favorite subjects, but generally a B student, occasionally a, one, a C or something. Um, but even if I got a B in math, which to me was a wild success when mm-hmm. I got a B in math, he would never go like, well, that's great. It always was, you know, you could have got an A. Yeah. It really, he, and he was a Capricorn. He was a Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's always interesting because my dad was a Capricorn and Bill's dad his, and Bill's mom was a Capricorn. Okay. And we always thought that's interesting that we had one Capricorn parent yeah. kind of balancing out. We, we could see some similarities between them. Absolutely. But anyhow, that idea is, no, you didn't answer the question. Did I make you feel that way? No, you didn't. Oh, good. No. I didn't say, oh, it could have been an A, Kate. No. No. <laughs> no. So when we go back to like the idea of the holidays, we think about um, New Year's Eve or New Year's Day where we start putting all these rules on ourselves. Right. Oh, I'm going to go to the gym five times a week or mm-hmm. I'm going to, um, you know, not eat sugar or not oh, eat yeah. meat, yeah. whatever yeah. it is. Um, this can also play into the fact that Capricorns like to make their own rules. Yes. They love rules. They probably just love rules in or general. Well, you know what? I think they like making the rules. Okay. I think they like to enforce a standard, a protocol. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, it could be, could be telling other people what to do. Maybe that's what it is that they like. <laughs> well, just rules. It's rules, What, what right? is your relationship mm-hmm. like with rules if you are a Capricorn? Um, 
And again, once we're in that season, then that's kind of what we start doing to ourselves naturally. Yeah. I think some people have gotten away from that idea of uh, resolutions. Hmm. Yes, I think so. Yeah, something about that word really turns people off. Yeah. Even when I teach about it, I refer to it as like the R word, mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. because then it's funny because so many people now do say, oh, I don't make resolutions. They do. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of a status thing. Well, I thought we could, um, I'm, not, I'm not a big Macy's shopper, yeah. but you know, Macy's, I have been aware that they have this theme of believe, or they have this branding about believe, believe, you know, mm-hmm. and it's interesting when you walk through the store, you see those ban- red banners, believe, and you're always going, well, believing in what? Believing in the future, believing that all is going to be well, but I thought that was an interesting, but worked really well for them, and I thought, gosh, maybe we should, or maybe it's just a consideration to take that word believe and put it into kind of the idea of what what you want to what you believe to happen in 2022 right right i mean a lot of people are thinking oh god i've heard a couple of other astrologers call it the oh what were they calling it unexpected year or the un, like they almost mm. a little ominous like something's going to happen this is not good yeah right that you have to believe in that you're going to be well right well yeah and maybe i know some people they don't necessarily make resolutions but they put just like goals Mm-hmm. Maybe they have a vision board. Uh, maybe they just, things that they're just going to do better. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to write more cards or something that maybe doesn't seem as restrictive. Right. It's more so just um, something that they want to do to better themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the you can apply it to any of those things. Right. Where you're it's... saying like, don't see it as something restrictive, but say like, oh, I believe that I can do this or I believe in uh, yeah. this. And, and the beliefs do come true. We know that. I think right. people believe in stuff, and it's amazing how, how true it can happen. But anyhow, there's just something a little more spiritual, putting some, some another element behind what you're thinking, you're desiring, what you want to achieve in 2022. Yeah. I know you read a recent article about, you know, everyone has different New Year's traditions. Um, and I guess we're just kind of pivoting on this because of the Capricorn season. But <clears throat> like I know for us, we have to eat um, black-eyed peas. We do. <laughs> you yeah. know, and that comes from my husband's family. Yeah. Uh, black-eyed peas, New Year's Day, you know, first first meal to have, you know, black-eyed peas. And you know what? At first I thought it was kind of silly, but now, yeah, we de- I definitely do it. No, we started eating them. definitely do it. <laughs> you know, and we've tried to, unfortunately, we've had a couple of incidents where we've Try to force it on. You know, you, you think it's innocent. Like, oh, have some black-eyed peas. No, I don't want any. No, no, have some black-eyed peas. you got to have some. And you know, we've had a few resistors pass through the household from yeah. time to time. Well, even the years that we didn't quite like the taste of them yet, you mm-hmm. would just make us eat like a spoonful. Or yes. like if we weren't able to come over, we would like wake up and then be like um, a Tupperware of them on our our, yeah. um, our porch. Yeah because that was very serious for us. Um, so I'm sure everyone has some of their family traditions that they have around the new year. Uh, but you read this one about... This is wild. Yeah, people taking an empty suitcase on New Year's Eve and kind of walking around the block with it. Yeah. And kind of suggesting the idea of bringing you additional travel and adventure for the new year. Yeah, like you're, pa- like you're ready to go. I just need a destination. If I'm not mistaken, um, the Chinese New Year does something similar. Really? Um, one of 
well, you you see her as a massage therapist, and she's been a long time oh, yeah. friend of mine. Oh, yeah. But she had mentioned something that you should travel within like the opening days of the Chinese New Year to oh. bring on more travel. Well, shoot, yes, I mean they do. That's yeah. that they have a massive yeah. travel going on in China. The, and lead, so, right, leading up to it, she had told Mikey that one year, and so we like traveled on the Chinese New Year out of town just to Utah. So it was like an hour and a half drive to eat at a restaurant really? and come back. So kind of similar. Like, if you don't actually can't travel on the New Year on New Year's Eve to just maybe get your luggage out and set an intention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other interesting point about Capricorn is all of the signs. So there's 12 of them. They can actually be broken into like six categories right? where each sign has an opposing sign. And usually there's some sort of draw or pull between those signs. So when we talk about Capricorn, um, opposing Capricorn is the sign Cancer. Right. And we kind of say, like, how do we see Capricorn in Cancer? How do we see Cancer in Capricorn? They're definitely interrelated. It's like a marriage almost. Right. Right. We've spoken now about Capricorn rules, you know, authority, restrictions, things of that nature. And you think of cancer and you think of, oh, mom, home, food, coziness, comfort, yep. stability, which I think they both share. <laughs> Capricorn and cancer both share that need for security. Yeah. Yeah. So when you say, like, how do we see cancer in Capricorn? Just the idea that you know, there's a big focus uh, during this season to are you coming home mm-hmm. um, with there's extra food? Maybe you're having more people in the home that you're set. The dining room table is always set because you're going to have friends over, you're going to have family over. A uh, big focus on the family unit within Capricorn season. It is. I mean, we know that's a built-in kind of part of the holidays, of home for the holidays. I think there was a song about yeah. that, right? Right. <laughs> and the and the, and in reverse, you know, we see the Cancer in Capricorn because Capricorn sees it as their duty to support families. I think of employers; they have employees. Those employees have children. They want to provide for them. They want to send them to get a good education. And where's all that money coming from? It's coming out of Capricorn. Mm -hmm. It's coming out of an organization with, you know, two weeks paid vacation and, uh, and health benefits and things of that nature, which even though maybe it could be better, right? Right. We're not in a very maybe generous culture in that regard, but they are the backbone to help support families. So before we get into the new moon that's going to come up in Capricorn, why don't we touch on a few things that Capricorn has to look forward to as we move through um, the next few months. I think the big thing is that Pluto is winding down its stay in Capricorn. Um, It moved in in 2008. So this is a big overarching theme for Capricorns that you might think about what was going on in 2008 um, because here you are on the bookend of it. So you might have felt... uh, before and after there could have been something pretty big that happened that you felt like oh i'm in recovery mode now i just went through a large transformation and here you are finishing now the other end of it i mean 2008 you're taking us back to the great the the, the housing debacle that happened right the terrible losses that so many people incurred just the breakdown of in the financial sector that was huge that and just make a note that um, Pluto has stayed exceptionally long in the sign of Capricorn. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
if we think about what you just said, like we're, we are seeing that on a national level as well, because Pluto oh. and Capricorn doesn't just affect individuals. It right. does set the temperament for the country. And so, mm-hmm. um, well, more than the country, the world. Mm-hmm. But um, so we are as well as a country putting the bookend on that energy. But just for Capricorns in general, how did you react to 2008? You know, because even though there was a lot of loss, some people came out winning. Some people, yes. it, it pivoted them in a point where they thought, oh, you know, at first I thought I had just lost my job, but then I found something that I love to do, or maybe I went back to school and it put me back on the right track. I agree. The individual Capricorns may think, whoa, I was a different person in 2008. My storyline was radically different than what it is today. They've been through the trenches, so to speak. Yeah. They've been challenged. So, you know, we could, if we if we had one of those buttons we could push and we'd mm-hmm. all we'd have a round of applause going out yeah. you know for right. all the Capricorns for what they've been through it's not going to totally lift they still cap it's going to be there through 2022 still as I'm saying yeah this you is know, last year yeah the last year of it but again they've really gone through a lot yeah yeah um we might just talk about Jupiter for them since we're talking about Jupiter moving into Pisces here this ah. week um, it's moving into their solar third house, so mm-hmm. it would be great for any sort of licensing, um, proving themselves in a new arena. Capricorns right. are in the best position to change a habit, mm-hmm. break a habit, start a new habit because of that Jupiter's in their solar third. So the idea, I'm going to walk how many steps a day, or I'm going to bike, anything physical, it would be a fantastic time to be so I'm going to start taking dance classes. That's simple examples. But as you said, it could be something more uh, mental. I'm going to start taking a class. I'm going to learn. Really supporting. Yep. Uh, to starting new habits. Absolutely. So if we look to January 2nd, we have um, the new moon in Capricorn. It's going to be hitting that 12 degrees. So mm-hmm. I think we might have thrown this out on one of our previous talks that you know, anyone that has any major planets or luminaries seen at 12 degrees, these five, we're in, we're in this series of five new moons all activating mm-hmm. this 12 degrees. So it is something to look at your chart that if you feel like, oh my gosh, I've been going through a lot. <laughs> Maybe I'm not a Capricorn. Why am I feeling this? That it could be that you have some sensitive points there. Right. And, and again, just because it helps something to hear it a couple of times, that idea that this is not like every new moon is like oh my god you wouldn't believe what happened this time right it's a series that kind of builds on each builds on the next and all of a sudden by the time when i say all of a sudden but it seems that way when you get to march you look back and go wow things have really changed in that department that area where that 12 degrees is being accentuated in your chart yeah. It always helps to know a little bit about your chart. And, and, you know, I would encourage, we've said this before, but let's put another thing that, you know, it really helps to have your chart available sometimes when you're listening to the podcast or to have a at least a, an idea of the basics, your sun sign, your moon sign, your, your ascendant, because it will help, of course, and the degrees. That's the other thing, because we do talk a lot about degrees. We do. Uh, when we talk about new moons, it's, there's, when you look up, there's no moon visible. So it's the idea that it's a great time to plant seeds. Uh, so if you do have a resolution or something that you just want to believe in for the new year, um, kind of setting an additional intention on that January 2nd date with the new moon, uh, would be a great day to commit to it. And particularly for Capricorns, it's a new moon in Capricorn. So if you're a Capricorn, that means your identity 
This is affecting, giving you an opportunity. And here's the other side of it. A lot of people feel sometimes when they have their chart read, like, oh my God, I gotta, I gotta work on that, or now I gotta go out and make that happen. Well, I do say many times, I said, technically, it's gonna happen, right. whether you think about it, whether you, you know, work at it or not. But I do believe that by being conscious of it, you might, it might validate something you're already feeling. Like, oh my God, this is a good opportunity. I'm going to go check that out. Right. Right. And so sometimes it helps. Sometimes we need that nudge because we're second guessing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Is that just my crazy thinking that? And you never know. It's, it's sometimes it's the process of going someplace or going online and searching for something that you then find something else. True. In the process. I mean, that's pretty common for me. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, so, um, so again, you don't have to obsess about the uh, new moon, but it's coming really fast, January 2nd. You know, it doesn't always happen on January 2nd, real close there to the first of the year, but it's always somewhere around that, obviously. Yeah. Um, so we'll end today talking about the two tarot cards that we think correspond to the... Um, well, we should we feel correspond to Capricorn season. So uh, whether you're just learning about tarot or if you want, if you do better with kind of a visual cue of, oh, that's right, let me think about mm-hmm. um, this season a little bit more. You can uh, display these cards. You could use them when you're journaling. Uh, maybe you just put them out with that new moon uh, to kind of inspire what intentions you have for the new year. Um, so the first one we're going to talk about is the Emperor. Uh, Don't you love the emperor? I mean, you know, when you're doing a card reading and the emperor comes out, it's like it's kind of set in stone, right? right? Depending upon the question or the insight you're looking for, but it definitely represents stability. Yep. Stability. He's a father figure, which when we think about Capricorn, we didn't even say it in today's uh, talk that Capricorn is ruled by Saturn, Mm -hmm. which is that that father figure. So um, you can count. It's kind of like, you know, we'd like to think I can count on my elders, Mm-hmm. Right? I can count on someone that's older, wiser, a teacher. They will guide me. They're going to give me the best answer they can. Um, and just in the flux of everything going on, you know, I mean, people are craving stability. Right. <laughs> yeah. So he's seen as the father figure in the deck. Um, and he also has a mountain range behind him, which mm. is perfect when we talk about Capricorn, that they're always achieving achieving going yeah. for the high point as well yeah you might bring that card out you certainly might you know if you had an extra deck you might want to take that card out and put it with with your belief for the year yeah. right uh, because it's a very lovely um uh, you know it's a good feelings particularly with what's going on yeah i think also the, the emperor like demands respect mm-hmm. he demands you know that people see him as authority mm-hmm. there's other things like power success Mm-hmm. rising to the top in it so you know it's a great one to set that intention for the new year because i think that's what we all want usually yeah. no one's setting yeah. intentions in the beginning of the year to be worse than they were the year before <laughs> right it's all about exactly. how can i be better yes, how can yes, i be yeah. more professional i think how our culture we... just i think that american culture always just want bigger better they always want change for the better type right. of thing but sometimes when we go through these rough periods you know with our pluto return mm-hmm. the country's chart we're looking for stability Right. And that's him. He also reflects the rules, you know, just the guidelines because of that Saturn energy. Right. Um, the other one that we thought we would bring up would be the seven of wands. 
Yeah, I always called it King of the Mountain. Okay, yeah. Right, that was when I learned him. That's, uh, oh, I can't think of her name, who, who first exposed me to the tarot cards back in Des Moines, Iowa. And uh, Molly, Molly said, King of the Hill. That's what this energy is all about. Okay. Which yeah. was a game I pretty, I really didn't like playing as a kid. No. <laughs> you know, I really didn't because I wasn't willing to push people. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes this card can take on, a, I think, a little bit more of a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. because it can suggest the idea of like a battle or you rising to the top, but maybe other people being jealous of where you are or trying to take you out. Yeah. Or maybe you got to the top, but it wasn't the easiest path. But, you know, I do think that, again, when we set these intentions for the beginning of the year, we're not usually setting something that we know we can do. We're kind of pushing ourselves a little bit. Of, yeah. That would be really cool if I could get to the gym three times a week or that'd be really cool if I could make six figures this year. Mm -hmm. So I do think that this card, especially paired with the emperor could suggest that you have it in you to get to the top. And I think it's a very realistic look at getting to the top because you get to the top and what do they say? Lonely. It's lonely at the Mm -hmm. top. I mean, it's work to stay on the top. You can't, you mean you can, you can snooze, a tad bit maybe, but you know, that thing you, you snooze, you lose type mm-hmm. of thing. I mean, you can't afford to snooze too much when you're at the top of anything. Think of a company that's on the top of the market and then they got to keep coming out with innovation. Great pressure to continue to keep staying up there. Yeah. So I think that's a very realistic image of Capricorn. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So again, it just suggests that you will get there. Mm-hmm. But there are maybe some scrapes along the way. Right, exactly. Okay, I think that wraps up um, our talk today on Capricorn season. Uh, we just we wish everyone a very magical 2022. Um, it's been a great year. Yes, you know, thank for... you for your support. Thank you for listening. We hope to, you know, barrel into 2022, <laughs> yeah. you know, stronger than ever. Yeah, I think one of our opening ones next year will be the prediction predictions yep for all the signs uh for for the new year so thank you for all of your support obviously we continue to uh run the podcast as well through 2022 so oh yeah yeah i believe yeah (laughs) i believe kate it's going to happen (laughs) i don't know if i just if i needed to say that but (laughs) perfect well thank you so much um for all of your support and a very magical 2022 thank you bye-bye Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.